The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss the Fed, Robinhood, and jobs. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point, the largest single increase in almost 30 years. This increase was larger than originally expected. What caused the Fed to change course? What was the market's reaction? And what comes next? The Fed had originally forecasted a half a point interest rate increase this week. Inflation data made public last Friday, however, forced the Fed's hand to raise interest rates by an additional quarter of a percent. With inflation running high, pressure was on the Fed to go big in an effort to help bring inflation down, but also to prove that the central bank has a good handle on rising prices. With some accusing the Fed of reacting late to inflation, the institution's credibility is at stake with each move it makes. The stock market rallied big on the Fed's announcement. As we've previously discussed on this podcast, the market dislikes surprises. So why did stocks initially move up on the news? Two main reasons. One, improved credibility. As the larger than expected increase shows that the Fed is flexible and willing to adjust their stated policy if the data warrants. And two, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell also said that while possible, more 75 basis point increases won't be common. This measured approach was calming for a market looking for good news. After traders slept on the Fed's comments and their implications, the market fell hard on Thursday, giving back the previous day's gains. Why? Interest rates going higher and in increasingly larger magnitudes makes the Fed's goal of a soft landing or bringing down inflation without pushing the economy into a recession more difficult. What to look for next? Keep an eye on July. The Fed meets again on the 26th and 27th of that month and is already committed to another interest rate increase. The size of that increase will largely depend on inflation data for this month, which will be released on July 13th. With the Fed's next meeting after July scheduled for September, the stock market and the economy 
will have the month of August to adjust to July's increase. At this moment, probability suggests that at least a half a point increase in July is likely, but a three quarter of a percent or even more is certainly not off the table. Robinhood stock is now trading below $7 a share with a market value less than the amount of cash the company currently has on hand. Robinhood stock traded as high as $85 per share following its IPO in July of 2021. The investing platform was at the center of the meme stock phenomenon last year, but has seen a sharp slowdown in activity amid an overall market downturn this year. What next for Robinhood? Some have suggested that the company move into traditional banking as a way to earn interest revenue from the assets on deposit. Another idea being floated is to offer asset management services. The thought there being that many younger investors who started investing with Robinhood will want wealth planning advice as they get older. Now, I'm not sold on either of these ideas. Robinhood suffered a data breach in November of 2021 and has struggled with keeping sensitive client information private. The platform had, at one time, a confetti feature and has been accused of making their trading app look like a video game or casino. How moves into traditional banking and wealth management extend beyond these concerns is unclear. Also, Robinhood brings in a portion of its revenue through Payment for Order Flow, or PFOF. The practice is essentially earning a commission for directing customer orders through different market makers. The SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, has said that new rules surrounding PFOF could be forthcoming. Changes in the PFOF practice, which accounts for roughly half of Robinhood's revenue, would be catastrophic for the firm. Every month, the Bureau of Labor Statistics releases a report on the unemployment situation for the previous month. Their release includes data on job growth, unemployment, and wage growth, which gives us a picture of the economy's health and how the economy is working for ordinary Americans. May's report showed a continuing recovery from the pandemic job losses as payroll employment increased by almost 400,000 jobs for the month. Wage growth moderated slightly, but the unemployment rate held steady at 3.6%, which is well below the long-term average of 5.75%. Let's take a little closer look at the labor market and discuss how helpful statistics in this area really are to understanding the economy's future. In May, there were employment gains in leisure and hospitality, professional and business services, and education and healthcare services. Notable losses occurred in retail jobs. Overall, 
job gains continued to approach pre-pandemic levels. But despite the recent gains in leisure and hospitality jobs, that area of the economy is still facing the largest deficit, being 1.3 million jobs short of February 2020 levels. Also worth noting is the difference between public sector and private sector employment. After falling much further during the pandemic, private sector employment is now close to pre-pandemic levels, but public sector or government and government agency jobs, well, those are still 3% below February 2020 levels and little improvement has been seen in public sector jobs in recent months. How helpful are these statistics in gauging the strength of the economy and the economy's future? Each month provides just a snapshot of where the job market was because most labor-related economic indicators are lagging, meaning that they are backward-looking and so not necessarily predictive. Looking at trends over a longer period of time will help put one month's data into a larger context. Despite not being a crystal ball, knowing employment data is better than not because how can you know where you're going if you don't know where you are? Properly interpreting currently available data is also important if you hope to understand where the economy could be headed. I'm reminded of a recent conversation with two friends. One friend told me of a story regarding World War II aircraft and how planes returning from combat missions were analyzed to see where enemy bullets hit the most in an effort to improve their armor. Sure, important to know, but the military soon realized that even more important was knowing where the planes that didn't make it back were hit. The other friend reminded me of a quote from a data-driven sports coach who, despite his love for statistics, famously said, quote, statistics are like miniskirts. They give you good ideas, but hide the most important parts, end quote. Thanks to Jason and Nick for the conversation. Join us next week when we discuss utilities. Tune in next Friday for that and much much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.